0: Again, and welcome to this week's episode of Decepticast, episode 7. I'm your host, Scott, here as always to give you more Transformers goodness for your week. And this week we have a very special show, a show dedicated to one of my favorite Transformers sublines to come out in a long, long time the Robot Heroes, specifically the movie Robot Heroes, to finish up our movie wrap up that sort of ended last week. And without any further ado, let's get on with the show. Robot heroes are awesome. They're cute, chunky, and chibi. They're so much fun to collect, they're easy to display, and just cool looking. I love them, especially all the movie figures. The G1 figures are great, but taking the complexity of the film designs and making them shrunk in cuteness is a true feat. This segment will be going over all the movie robot heroes, going character by character. We've had so many greats, 25 figures in all. I'm sorry, I mean uh, 23 figures in all misread my notes there a little bit Uh, let's start with the big man himself Optimus Prime first release had him with his gun arm and the other arm bent dynamically he looks great ready to lead the Autobots it's a little odd looking though since the gun arm was cut from the film the second release sees the gun changed to his famous sword and his face plate is retracted he's lighter in color somewhat skinnier too He's posed exactly the same as Gun Prime, arms straight out, and the other bent. I like this guy, but he's not as good as the first Prime. I don't know if the pose works with the sword, especially with the head cocked. Although the sword is a cool addition. The face is fairly messy, a little too many details molded onto a small area. Uh, having the head bent gives it even less space. So, he's not as good as Gun Prime. However, the third Prime released is the best. The colors go back to the way Gun Prime was, darker, whereas the Sword Prime was a little lighter. And in terms of proportions, he's chunky and perfect. His legs are thick, posed so he's ready for action. No weapons on this guy. Two arms, two fists, ready to kick butt. With this stance, he looks like he's ready to box Megatron to death. His faceplate is up, he's ready to fight. He's got more mass than the previous two Primes, and it's a much better pose for the figure. Now, not that the other two are bad, but the third release gets the top marks. Bumblebee had three releases as well. The first was pretty standard. He's hunched over with gun drawn. He looks as if he just dodged a laser blast, or if he's sneaking around. It's a fun pose. It could be a lot of things. The second release sees Bumblebee clutching the AllSpark with his battle mask down. I like this mold because it's more visually interesting than the first. Visually interesting, although the waist... The waist of this figure does seem a little too large. What's really funny, with the mask and the AllSpark huddled, he looks like a football player, which I'm sure was deliberate. The only other con with this figure, besides the thick waist, is that the arm holding the AllSpark is indeed a little messy. It does seem like one big piece. My favorite Bumblebee is, like Prime, the third release. This is probably more of a personal opinion, as I could see why maybe people would prefer the normal state of the first release, but I believe that this guy is the best. He's reaching up and clutching the AllSpark, just like in the movie. The AllSpark itself is large and looks much better than in the second Bumblebee. It's molded as if it's shrinking, which is so cool. Not to mention it's cracked with crackling with blue energy. It's a draw in itself to the figure. But Bumblebee is great too. His colors seem shinier and more metallic, but the real reason this Bumblebee is the best is the face. It's not flat like the first release. It's actually 3D. The mouthpiece sticks out, and it's sort of angular. And he even has the little ears popped up. I love this. It was always one of my favorite things about the movie Bumblebee's design. Add to that his cool pose, and you have a winner. Sure, his poseability is more limited than the first, but this Bumblebee totally pulls ahead for the attention to detail. Ironhide had two releases. First, his standard. him It has him hunched over, aiming his cannons. I like this one a lot, but it does have two negatives. One, his hunched over pose is a little awkward, And two, he's a very darkly colored figure, and a lot of his details can't be seen. One would argue that Ironhide is just a dark transformer, but if you look at flipping Ironhide, he looks a lot lighter and much more detailed. So take that for what you will. Still, this little figure is a great representation of the old Autobot. It's awesome to see Hasbro gave such attention to his cannons. They're huge, each each of the two is different, and you can aim them upwards or have them pound the ground. Flipping Ironhide is even better. It's so cool to have this little representation of one of the most famous scenes from the movie. Because of the limits of the pose, it's not very articulate. However, it makes up for it by being very detailed in a great version of Ironhide. You get a lot of mass for this figure, too. Ironhide's not hunched up. He's fully spread out, and you can see his whole chibified body. He's got a great big base as well, no balance issues despite being a thin robot hero. In terms of details, Ironhide has some great ones, like his snarling mouth, or the missile actually coming out of his cannon trailing smoke. He's such a great dynamic figure, not only one of my favorite Autobot robot heroes, but also one of my favorite robot heroes, period. Moving on to Jazz, this guy might actually be my favorite, my top pick. I love this guy. He's the perfect shrunk-down simplified Jazz Not being too complicated, yet keeping all the details that was great about Movie Jazz, like his claws or his shield. And maybe it's the stance or the smirk, but Jazz reeks personality. He looks so cool, ready for any challenge. It's a pretty standard pose, but it works. The combination of details contrasting with simplicity and character and personality make this the prime example of what a robot hero is. Shrinking a transformer and bringing their character to the forefront. What is it exactly? I don't know. I bet it's the smirk. The protoform figure was called Jazz, although it looks like Prime. In fact, I seem to recall him being called Prime at the 2007 BotCon. But going back to the film, I saw that all protoforms had sort of Prime-like faces, probably because they were all the same model. Still, whatever, the figure is cool, whoever he is. He's a little bland, but it makes sense as he is a protoform, so he is kind of a blank so he doesn't have the personality that pops from other robot heroes. Still, he's got lots of details molded onto him, and I do enjoy the pose a lot. He's tiptoeing, hands out flat. He really looks like he's sneaking around, looking for an Earth mode. It's a fun figure, it just lacks the pop of jazz and Flipping Ironhide. Last Autobot is Ratchet. He's the worst robot hero Autobot, and one of the worst in general, but that still doesn't mean he's bad. There's only one bad robot hero, and I'll talk more about him later. Ratchet's complex film design was appropriately chibi but his personality doesn't come through. There's no sign of the aged doctor from the movie. His pose is very stiff and limiting, too. He can only give thumbs up or down, but the worst is his other arm. Posed on his hip, you can move it up, but it's always bent with his thumb looking disjointed. It's a cute little figure, but unfortunately not up to the others in the series. Well, that's it for the Autobot Robot Heroes. Let's cover these Decepticons. The first Megatron release clearly has a head influenced by the first design. Meg's looks cute, but with his huge feet and toothy smile, though. It's a great cutesy evil, if that makes sense. His pose is alright, another point-the-way pose, like G1 Prime, Movie Prime. His straight arm can't do much, and his other arm, bent at the elbow, doesn't fare much better. Despite the limited options for his pose, It's a good standard one, and this Megs figure certainly has the character needed for Robot Heroes. He's got great details, like the wings on his back, although his colors are pretty bland. The second release fixes many of these issues. He's not any more articulated than the first Megs, maybe less so, but his pose is so much more dynamic and action-packed, it makes up for it. He's just as detailed as the first release, but with a lot more color. It might not be movie accurate, but the blue on him and the red of the mace impact really makes the figure look cooler. He's got a lot of mass to him, like flipping Ironhide Missile Starscream. But best of all, Megat- Megatron's sorry, Megatron's evil and destructive personality shines through. His angry, growling face and powerful pose make him a great robot hero. Megatron's second-in-command Starscream also had two releases as well. First, like the rest, is a standard figure, very standard pose. They captured the movie form well, including his proportions. The colors are a little boring, but they are accurate to movie Starscream. He's got lots of details, but is simplified as to not overwhelm the figure. In terms of posing, he's hunched over, kind of like a bird of prey, ready to strike, which I like. One of his large arms is now stretched, ready to get get at his prey. The biggest problem with Starscream is the other arm. It's articulated, but you have to have it down in order to ensure balance. He can balance without it, but if you want to be safe, it needs to be down. So that limits the figure, and Bonecrusher suffers from the same problem, but I'll have more on him later. The second figure of Starscream, like Prime, Bumblebee, and Megs, continues the trend of taking something good and making it better. Missile Starscream. Now Starscream is in an action-packed pose, firing his missiles, where at first he looked he was ready to attack. Here he is attacking. There's more silver on the figure, and the white and red of his thrust make the robot hero look much more visually interesting. He's got more. He's got a lot more detailed now. Just look at his great missile hand. His mold, just look how that's molded for proof. It looks so cool, taken right from when he attacked Hoover Dam. What I really like is they kept Movie Star Scream's odd proportions, but they ch- changed them enough that they don't stick out. Where the first one might have looked, the arms and this release looked much better compared to the legs whereas the first one might have been a little too primate like this one they're shrunk to look more normal it's really an awesome little guy let's take out blackout next they shrunk his movie design simplifying several things to make him fit the style specifically his legs but i think it works plus i love how they kept his shoulders and the blades on his back yet i also think it's great how they gave him a mouth gritting his teeth he's one angry little bot he's posed to destroy Whatever he can get his grubby little hands on. It's also fun to pose his arms up so he can pretend to be the boogeyman. It's a very good stance for one of the Con's big bruisers. Well, not so big anymore. I reckon just as much as Missile Starscream. He's a lot more simpler and he may seem sillier, but I think he works very well with the Robot Heroes, robot Heroes style. Plus, he's just a great Decepticon to begin with. Now that we've talked about Blackout, let's talk about scorpionock For such a tiny bot, he's actually a pretty big Robot Hero. In terms of pose... There's not much Scorpio can do, so it's fine the way it is. He looks adorable with his four little eyes and shrunken drill claws. The figure looks perfect. The best thing is that he has tons of details molded onto him, like the turbines in his claws and all the stuff on his back. It's his strength, but it's also his weakness. He's not visually horrible, but very few, if any, of all these details are painted. Maybe it's a cost thing, but it's a shame either way. Bone Crusher... Bone Crusher was one of my favorite Decepticons from the movie, and he's got a cool robot hero. Hasbro did something interesting with him. See, my girlfriend always said Bone Crusher looked like a monkey. And here Hasbro went ahead and molded Bone Crusher's robot hero to look just like a gorilla. That's right, right down to the face, it's molded like a gorilla. Even his nose, you can see he's got sort of like the upturned nose, just like a gorilla. I think it's cute, but I do wish Bone Crusher would have been given a little more respect than that. Oh, well, maybe it's just me. As for the rest of the figure, he does have a lot of things that I love from the movie, like his wheel skates and his blades on his shoulders. It's a great pose, too. It looks great, good because it has, like, a lot of movement to it. Unfortunately, his articulation does suffer. It suffers from the same thing as Starscream. He can't move one arm with sac- without sacrificing balance, and it's worse with him. Still, he's a fun figure. Pretty cool. I just wish they, haven't ta- they hadn't taken the liberties with his robot design. Brawl fares much better. He's big and chunky, and all the details from his robot mode are there, including all his armament. It's a thick figure. He's ready to march on the Autobot army. The only downside to this great robot hero is he's very blandly colored. None of his details are plan- uh, colored in. It's basically... Flat green. Yet despite that, he's a gray mold that definitely takes the enormous Decepticon and makes him just as cute as a button. He's definitely in the top 10 Robot Hero molds. We have four more molds left. Let's talk about Frenzy. They took a very skinny body but found a way for it to fit the Robot Hero style. His feet are large, as is his head. He's got a big smile on his face, hiding his demonic personality. His arms can rotate and each have four hands on each arm, like four. Four hands, two on each arm, just like in the movie. Frenzy's okay, but he lacks the molded details other figures have, but really, he just doesn't seem to capture the hyper-deadly personality. Whereas Barricade and Brawl are perfectly chibi-fied, Frenzy feels off. It's too different. Maybe it's too different. Maybe too friendly. I don't know exactly, he's just not up to the other figures in the line. He's pretty cool, though. Dispensor is the exact opposite, however. He's massive for a robot hero lacking a base of sorts, and he's incredibly accurate from the movie, His Little Part. I'm so glad Hasbro found a way to work this cool transformer into a toy. He's very brightly colored, very visually striking. The silver works well with the various greens. It's obviously Mountain Dew, even though they can't really say that. His pose is slightly boring, but he has not two arms that can move but four all of them can move increasing his fun level and this is a pretty big deal for a robot hero which none of them have amazing articulation to begin with his detail is amazing you just need to look at his soda cannon to see that each tube is fully detailed not to mention the other things like his extra set of eyes the soda panels on his back and he's sort of got like it looks like a spine on the back of the figure if you look at the back he's got like ribs ribbed a ribbed spine Dispensor is an amazing robot hero, a perfect little figure. Last but not least is Barricade. His first release is great. All the details we love are there, such as his car front chest and the tires on his arms. He even has the police wording on one of his arms, though he only has a con symbol on the other. I love the toothy grim they, grin they gave him. It's funny, yet also malicious. It really gives him that liar personality that his tech specs talk about all the time. Barricade is hunched over, ready to pound Sam with his enormous fists, a great chibi detail. Barricade is another example of how great Robot Heroes can be, perfectly fitting the bigger bot into this cute little body. He's definitely one of my faves. On the other hand, and I never wanted to say this about a Robot Hero, the second Barricade, it sucks. Maybe it's a good thing Hasbro released such a horrible Robot Hero, otherwise I would have had to have picked a worse mold from the other figures, and none of that none of those figures deserve such an honor, but this this guy does he's a clear winner. His chunky arms and legs are now pipe cleaners, his little body is now stretched and flat, and his even his face seems warped. They took his great proportions and they threw him all out of whack. This is the one robot hero people shouldn't get, but he comes with the awesome prime, so he'll probably just be like me and pick him up them all anyway. Robot Heroes had a few repaints, just like all the Transformers lines. However, there weren't that many. Only one repaint saw mass release, Battle Damage Jazz. This was the standard figure painted with black Battle Damage, like cracks and splits along his body. It's almost exactly like Legends Battle Damage Jazz. This release is alright, although this Battle Damage kinda takes away from the mold, and it's not as cool as the other Jazz repaint. Speaking of which, Walmart got a set of five repaints exclusive to them, including, like I said, another Battle Damage Jazz. He's the best repaint of the line, and the best jazz. He's covered in a silver paint, which looks great. It shines and pops, and the battle damage looks better, too. It's brushed. It looks like burns or laser hits as opposed to cracks and splits. To me, it seems more realistic. All Spark Prime is Gun Prime with that light blue on him. But the other colors seem off, too. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but they seem more pastel. He's not terrible, but he's probably the worst prime. The blue isn't great, and his other colors just seem off, like I said. Not to mention he's not as shiny as the others. Allspark Ratchet is simply Ratchet with a little blue on him. This is really an either-or situation. The blue gives the mold a little more color, but it does stick out. As I said before, this mold isn't the best, so whether this repainter is better or not, it's really up to the personal taste of the collector. This set also includes the first Megatron, but this one is a bright, shiny silver. It really looks cool. It makes a bland mold really snap. It makes his red eyes stand out great, too. Most of the details look better with this paint. This Megatron is great, and although I still prefer Mace Megs, it's, probably the, it's a great repaint. Probably the second best after Jazz. The final figure is Blackout, and this is an odd one. He's shiny, he's got a smattering of battle damage on his chest, and that all looks great. But he has even less paint apps in the first release. He has less color, yet it doesn't look horrible. So which one is better? I guess I still like the first release, but it is a matter of taste. Same thing with AllSpark Ratchet. The set on a whole is definitely worth a ten bucks, as jazz and megs are great, and blackout is okay. So I would recommend it, although not as much as the regular sets. The last repaints and the last robot heroes we're gonna talk about on the show are the Battle Damage Prime and Cliff Jumper that came with the two disc edition DVD from Best Buy. Battle Damage Prime is gun prime but gritty, damaged, and pretty damn cool looking. This is a real battle damage, some of it looks a little messy like it was just sort of thrown on, but it's very dark and looks better than both other releases of Gun Prime in my opinion, it gives a lot more character. Tons of details are painted on this little guy, and also really pulls its weight as an exclusive. I like this guy, he's definitely number 2 out of the 5 Prime molds, despite a little messy paint app on him. Cliff Jumper. it's not my favorite Bumblebee mold, but I like this guy. I like him better than the deluxe actually. It's a shinier black and a darker red with no silver, so I feel that works better. Now, I'm not a huge jumper fan, but this figure looks pretty good. Not much more to say, but both of these two little figures are a great set to go with the movie. They're just more Robot Heroes goodness. Taking the movie design and turning them into Robot Heroes was a great challenge and the results are fantastic. The Generation 1 figures made me happy and interested but the movie ones, they made me ecstatic, excited, and hooked me. Hook, line, and sinker, I'm, I was done. Frankly, I will continue to collect robot heroes here and there as long as they last. I will be getting every Beast Wars one, that's for sure. And I cannot wait to see what the future holds for these little guys. will do it for another week of Decepticats. I hope you enjoyed my special Robot Hero show. I just can't get enough of these guys. Looks like the show ran a little bit short, but I just wanted to give a whole I wanted to give these guys the respect they deserve. So, I dedicated the whole show to them. Uh, As always, I want Decepticats to be a listener. I want the listeners to get involved with Decepticats, so if you have any ideas for segments uh, reviews, things you want to see on the show, just Feel free to drop me a line at Decepticast at com, and I'll read your emails on the air, answer some questions, anything you want. Just stop, say hi, feel free. For more great Transformers information, stop by www.cybertron.com. That's Cybertron with an S-E-I, the best Transformers site on the web. You can also stop by the blog, uh, Decepticast.blogspot.com. I'm going to be posting a little more stuff about robot heroes there as sort of a companion to the show. And don't forget to stop by iTunes, give us a good rating, spread the word about the Decepticast. So once again, I hope you enjoyed my show, and I'll see you all next week.